0: Welcome to Ditch the Binge, the podcast where I help you stop binge eating and build a banging body image without having to obsessively track all your meals, be haunted by the scale, or waste another year of your life being controlled by how you look. If you are finally ready to end the war with food and body and grab life by the balls, you are in the right place. Hey, welcome back. I'm glad you're here. I hope that you had a great weekend and you're starting Monday off feeling strong. And if you're not, I hope this podcast does a little something to give you that extra oomph to get through your day and make it another week. This episode came from a question I had asked on Facebook a week or so ago. Um, And if we're not connected on Facebook or Instagram, we should be. So I'll drop those links in the show notes. But it was... It was basically, how do I not care as much when people don't like my changes? Or how do, how do I deal when people have reactions to the changes or the growth that I'm going to or going through? So that's what I wanted to talk to you about. And I just want you to think about in your own life, what is some change that you have gone through, been through, done, that you can kind of bring in and relate to this podcast episode. You know, just as I was saying that right away, I kind of thought about when I went and chopped my hair off. So... (laughs) I can be rather impulsive. It's still something that I have and do, and I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I get a lot done with my impulsivity. I see a lot of people demonizing this trait, and I consider it a skill. But I h- had a wild hair. It was also not too, too long after my mom had died, and I was just like, whatever. I've been- I have I get kind of been toying with it a little bit. Actually, I had been toying with cutting my hair for years. Um, I always have had really long, bright, vibrant red hair. And for as long as I can remember, everyone always said from from a little kid, don't ever dye your hair and don't ever cut your hair. And so I was like, okay, I guess my hair is something that's cool. And I mean, yeah, it's pretty, it's red, but like it's just been coming out of my head forever. So, you know, sometimes we like change. So it wasn't that sporadic, but I just, I finally went into my stylist and it was so funny when I sat down, she said, did you just go through a breakup? Because I walked in and I was like, okay, we're doing it. We're hacking it off. And the first thing she said was, Did you just go through a breakup? Because she's like, I never like to cut women's hair. If they just went through a breakup, I, I need them to like let some of that shit just settle for a minute before they make decisions like this. And I was like, No, you know, it had been a while after my mom died. And she's like, Okay, all right, I'll do it. Um so I went in there, I didn't tell anyone and I came out with basically a pixie from pretty short hair or pretty long hair to a pixie. I didn't even tell my boyfriend. And so he came home and there I was with very very short hair. And still to this day this was like six years ago, five years ago, he brings it up like, oh yeah, like that time that you just went and whacked your hair off and didn't ever bring it to my attention. And I'm like, excuse me, I don't need to ask if I can go get my hair cut, first of all. Um, But he had a reaction to my hair. And it wasn't, damn girl, you look good. That's not what the reaction was. The reaction was... A little bit of just being stunned, like I need a minute to wrap my brain around who I'm looking at, because when you go from long hair to pixie, that's a big difference that's like a that's a big difference, that's an adjustment to make, and I was so in love with my reasons and in love with the haircut for doing it that I was just like listen, I love it. And if it's not your cup of tea, sorry, but this is what I wanted to do. And I just, I was so sold on my decision to cut my hair. And I had been wanting this short hair for so long And I had asked and asked and asked, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? All these people. And it was always like, but your hair is so pretty. Are you sure you want to do that? But it's so beautiful and so red. You shouldn't do that. And so I was like, oh, you're right. I'll probably regret it. And I shouldn't. And everyone says that. And so I just finally got kind of sick of crowdsourcing The decision that I should do with my hair, and finally just went and did it. And I had a variety of reactions, and I kind of braced myself for that because I have also been on the other side of the table where I've seen, and listen, not everyone looks good with short hair, am I right? But I have seen people get their hair whacked off, and I'm like, oh, it's so cute (laughs) and just because I was like so shocked and truly after a week or two of seeing that person with the short hair it grows in a little bit they figure out how to style it a little bit more They, they get their sass to go with that do and then it just comes together and I'm like you know maybe the first few days I saw you I didn't like it but I'm freaking in love with it now I just it's so you it's so perfect I love it. But there's that adjustment period, right? That some of us need to give others the space to go through because we're doing something dramatic. Now, I talked about hair, which hello, if you are a, a member of society, hair is kind of a big deal, right? Whether you're you're a man and you're balding or you're a woman and you're balding or your hair is thinning or you get a bad haircut or anything, like we tie a lot to our hair and just our physical appearance in general, right? But when you when you it doesn't matter if it if it is hair or if it's a a bigger decision um sometimes it just takes people a little bit of time to wrap their brain around these changes. And the way I was able to make it through getting my hair cut and and showing up with a pixie cut to work, which I was so nervous about. I was so nervous. I like tried to hype myself up in the car. Even though I loved it, I was still like, oh my gosh, what are people going to say? Because they're going to be commenting about it. All day long, not only one day, but multiple days, because at that time I was at Trader Joe's, so we worked multiple shifts, and so I saw different people on different shifts, and so I was like, "Okay, this is a big to do, like this is a big thing," um, but I was able to to get out of the car and to go into work and to walk through my apartment and to see my boyfriend because I loved it. This is how you care less about other people's reactions to changes you may be embarking on. And this is why self-trust, what I work with women around, like a core pillar of the work that I do with clients is around self-trust. Because without that, you will continually be looking to everyone else for validation to see if what you're doing is actually okay. You'll have to check in with everyone else to make sure if what you're doing is okay, if they still like you, if they agree, if it's all right, if they mind. And when you hone into, when you tap into, when you create and solidify your own degree of self-trust, This does not mean you never, ever care. I was in love with my hair, and I was still really nervous to get out of my uh, car in the parking lot and go into work. But I was like, I just, I'm not going to not go to work. (laughs) It's just, I got to rip the bandaid off. I got to show up. I got to go in there. I got to let them see this do. I got to answer the comments. I got to see the weird looks. I got to know that some people in there are going to think I made a huge mistake and that it looks hideous. And I'm sure there were because, again, I've been on the other side. I've had those thoughts. And it is okay. For the people that I knew didn't like it, I kind of had a choice. I was like, okay, I can hyper focus on this one person's reaction that, like, just said, oh, that's nice. Uh-huh. That's nice. Yeah. And walks away and let that eat at me. Or, I can focus on the seven other people that are gushing over it and hyping me up and taking photos and now considering getting their own haircut and they just love it. And they've always wanted to do that too, but they've never felt like they had enough balls to go do it. This is also where mind management, another huge, huge skill that I work on with clients is you get to decide. In that, in that, in those moments, I had a choice. Do I focus on that one person that was like, meh, it's, eh, I mean, it's fine. Or do I focus on the other people? I mean, why on earth would I focus on the person that didn't really like it all that much? It's done. My hair is short. It's gone. I'm not growing that stuff back for a long time. Even if I wanted to, no matter how hard I tried, it's going to take a minute. And so I can sit there and obsess and ruminate and hyper-focus on how that one person was just like, meh, or I can continue loving my hair. I can continue loving the choices that I made. Now, if I were to have gotten home and David would have said, that's hideous, holy shit, you look terrible, we probably wouldn't still be dating, (laughs) But, but that would have really bummed me out. Like it really would have bummed me out. And still there's nothing that I could have done about it or would have done about it. Right. And so, you know, if it would have had to come, if he was like, I can't handle this, this is disgusting. You look horrible. He would never, by the way, ever. Um, But if he said anything like that and he's like, I have to, we're breaking up. It'd be like, okay. Like, I think that so many people run into this obstacle of of asking, like, how do I never be affected by what people think of me? How do I never care what people think of me? And never is a really big word. (laughs) I think especially when it's people that we love or that love us, those are people that we we want to care about their opinions, right? Like that's, that we kind of want to care. We kind of want to be respected and be thought of kindly and and talked about nicely by these people. But even more important than that is that you love why you're doing it. You love what you're choosing to do. You know, this is something I had to deal with when getting sober, right? Talk about peer pressure, especially from dudes in bars when I'm, you know, 24 and they know that if I'm just kind of buzzed, they're probably going to get laid. So they're like really pushing it on me and they're just like, just drink, just drink, just drink. Why don't you have drinks? And then if dude's cute, it's kind of like, I don't know, maybe should I, I don't know. Everyone else is, maybe I should. If I didn't have such a, a strong relationship with myself and with the reasons behind the why of which I wasn't drinking, I probably would have drank. I probably, well, in fact, I did. I did it when I was like 20, I tried getting sober for a couple years, but like I did. I did it. I was like, you're right, one won't hurt. Three three days later, and like puking in the backyard and it's just a nightmare. It's a nightmare. So I did do that. And eventually I got to the point where I was like, listen, this is a non-negotiable for me. This is what I do or don't do. I don't drink. And you need to stop asking me if I want one because the answer is no. If you cannot do that, then this is done. This whole thing. We will be finished. So I'll let you decide and we'll go from there. Like sometimes sometimes we got to be a bitch about what we are doing. Sometimes we have to be really firm and assertive about our choices. Now, if it's just a guy in a bar trying to get laid, like that's one thing, but you know, let's think about, you know, I know for the the listener that suggested this podcast topic, I have a pretty good idea of of her situation and what she's talking about. So, you know, if we think about someone that we do love and they don't agree with the things that we're doing, you know, I mentioned this previously too, but that's, that's hard. Let it be a little bit of a bummer. Let it be a little bit upsetting. When I moved to Indiana and my dad was like, I wish you weren't going. I think it'd be better if you just stayed here. I don't know that this is a good idea. I had to really be sure that I wanted to do it or else that really would have eaten me alive. And at a certain point, it was just like, Dad, this is what I'm doing. And I know that you love me. I know all of these comments and all of this feedback is because you care about me and you want me to be close to you. But this is where I'm going. This is what I've chosen to do. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you I didn't have any guilt or shame or or like just hurt feelings about it. It was a hard decision. Growing, doing things different, evolving into the next version of you is hard. That is something I try to be completely transparent about. And this is something that I see so many people skim over, especially in the food and body space. And they don't tell you that because they're like, you'll never start. And I want to give you a little taste of that before you start. So you don't feel like you got the bait and switch when you start to work with me because God, I've done that. I've had that happen to me and I hate it. It's hard. I was thinking about this recently, how you know, I'm like, I don't, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm like, I don't know. Do I want to tell people that it's hard? And I think most of you have like a general idea that this is, it's new. And most of you that I work with are like really into personal development. And listen, let's be honest. Y'all love something that's hard. But I even think about this with childbirth. I was like, man, these women, they're getting knocked up. They're getting pregnant. They're walking around like that for nine months. And they know that nobody goes through childbirth and was like, oh my God, I loved that. <laughs> I never. It's hard. It's painful. Some of them say it's the worst experience of their life. Some of them say it's the worst nine months of their life. And they do it again and again. Right? You can do things that are hard. And when you change and you evolve and you grow and you stop doing these things that literally keep you small, mentally, physically, emotionally, in your life, and you, have, you choose to expand, it's kind of the price of admission that some people aren't going to like it. Some people aren't going to be able to hang at the next level. The thing about this, which is interesting, that you may not, care quite that much about this at this point, but come back and listen to this episode in a year, I bet it will for six months if you decide to do some personal development or personal growth, is that when you begin to change and evolve and excel into the next level of your life, you are less judgmental of others doing the same. You know, I think about coaches that I worked with 3 years ago that made like 90 degree pivots and I was pissed. Like they completely changed everything and I I just felt very like they pulled the wool over my eyes. I really just I just didn't like it. And I've kind of gotten to this place now where I'm like, "Oh, she was just figuring it out too. She was just going through her own stuff." two and it makes me less judgmental and ultimately less angry than other at others and i got to tell you when i was all up in my food and binge eating and social anxiety and uh, just panicking all the time i was kind of angry i was kind of angry that everyone was changing and evolving and i was just stuck felt like i was just spinning in circles But when I started to do my own work, when I started to grow into this next level, I started to have more understanding, not like, not love, not respect, but understanding for others doing work as well. So knowing that some people are going to have negative reactions, not like your change, not like your haircut, not like your style shifts, not like your new body, And that's part of the process, but you have to ask yourself, am I willing to keep living in this state, treating myself and talking to myself this way so they can like me or do I want to do the work? So I finally like me. I want to do the work so that I can sit in a room with myself by myself and be content. So I don't have to stay busy all day long to try and get away from the thoughts in my head so that I can lay my pillow down at night and know I'm really showing up for myself, that I'm really proud of the work that I'm doing. Because that is what I choose every single time. And you know what? Sometimes we have to disappoint people Sometimes we have to do the thing that they never thought we'd do and let them deal with that because how they feel towards us is not our job. Some people will never get it, especially if they're people that have never gone through any kind of personal growth, personal change. They just kind of stayed the same their whole life. They're for certain not going to get it. That's a whole different breed of human. But for women like you that are listening to this podcast or men, you know, whoever's listening, I know that you want to change. You want to let go of that. It's okay to disappoint other people. It's okay for it to be hard. It's okay to have strong feelings about it. And it's okay to keep going. It's okay to keep evolving. I hope this podcast was helpful if you're going through some of your own changes in life, some some of your own transitions or growth. And you can just find a little bit of comfort here knowing that it's okay for some people to not get it. And you can still deeply love them. They can still deeply love you and just not be on the same page. And for some, certain relationships the truth is they might not withstand the change. Your relationship may have solely been based on who you once were, who you used to be, what you used to love doing. If you're someone that, you know, really worked out all of the time and was really into fitness and like counting and bodybuilding and everything, and then you decide to kind of shift a little bit into like, oh, I just need to rest. I need to relax. I want to eat something other than chicken and broccoli. Some of those relationships may not withstand that change. Because a lot of those relationships may have been hinged upon like that support in that type of area. You know, if you have dieting buddies or or friends that you just talk to about how much you hate your body, and as you begin to not do that anymore, they may not be on the same playing field as you. And that you may decide like, whoa, our entire relationship was hinging upon how much we hated our bodies. I don't want to do that anymore. And it's like, I just... I've decided that, that this is, this is a relationship that doesn't, it really just doesn't align with who I want to be, how I want to be living. And there's nothing wrong with that. All right. Thanks for being here and I'll talk to you all next week. I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here and listening and taking time to let me into your little ear holes. It means the world to me. It would also mean the world to me if you would just take a hot little second and subscribe to the show and leave a review. This helps other people who have been where you're at or are currently where you're at find this podcast. And that is the greatest gift you could give to me. Thanks for hanging in there.